Welcome to Wellness Force Friday. I'm your host, Josh Trent, and this is a special edition, bite-sized podcast that fuels the start of your weekend with actionable steps for your wellness journey through an inspiring story or message from a trusted influencer that helps us discover the physical and emotional intelligence we need to live life well. If it's your first time listening to the show, make sure you click over to one of our full-length featured episodes to get hundreds more in-depth interviews. All right, let's drop in together for this week's message. For this Wellness Force Friday, we're going deep with Tom Bilyeu from episode 98, the founder and host of Impact Theory and the co-founder of Quest Nutrition. You may know Quest Bars. You probably have two of them in your car right now. Well, Tom grew Quest into a billion-dollar company by helping people transform their bodies. But he went on to found Impact Theory, a movement that is facilitating mental transformation because in the full episode with Tom, you'll understand why he's wanting to end a different kind of poverty the poverty of a poor mindset. You'll learn in these short clips ahead why Tom values his resiliency towards suffering and how he built a business around doing something that he loves. Because once you realize that you put your mind to anything, you can accomplish it. How you spend that time becomes a spiritual experience. Be sure to listen to Tom Bill you on episode 98 for the full in-depth interview. You spent so much time in corporate America before you even founded Quest. And one of the things you talk about a lot is resilience. You're a good sufferer, you've mentioned. And <laughs> it's one of your skill sets that you talk about. We're going to dive into law of attraction versus suffering. I want to get really deep with you today because we've interviewed guests that are very open as far as like the vibrations we're putting out. But then some of the guests that you've interviewed, like Tim Ferriss, like Michael Strahan, where he talked about his mindset and the way that they've approached training the mind is totally different than kind of somewhat of the airy fairy spiritualness that we see a lot out there. Um, yes. But but on that same note, I mean, eight years marketing in a tech company, what was that time for you? You, you talk about that as a dark time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very dark time. Um, I used to say that I lost those years of my life, but the truth is I just sold them cheaply. Um, and I say that because I really was learning. There's no question, but there was a, a tipping point somewhere in there where it stopped building me up, even though I was learning and growing and started really diminishing me. And I wish I had understood back then that you really can make a demand that you do all of that. You learn, you grow as an entrepreneur, you push, you build, but you're doing it in, in service of something that you really, really believe in and something that, you know, to use Joseph Campbell's words is following your bliss. And mm -hmm. I did not understand that back then. I did not know that you could build a business around um, what you love. You have to have business acumen. There's no two ways about it. Like you have to know how to construct something. You have to know how to identify a market, how to serve that market. Um, but at the same time, there is a market, I promise you, and whatever it is that you're deeply passionate about, and you can make the demand that you build a business around that. And unfortunately, I did not do that. Uh, and I paid a bit of an emotional toll for it. You make promises to yourself and you keep them. And there was a promise you made years ago. You, you wrote in your side, I went from dead broke in debt, not able to pay my bills to building that billion dollar brand. What was the promise? I mean, all of us make promises. Sometimes we keep them. Sometimes we don't. But what was that promise? Like, why was that such a heavy promise that you wanted to keep? Yeah, for me, it, man, you really have one shot at this. Like, this is your one go round. And to really go introspective and ask, what is the purpose of all of this? And for me, the answer was to acquire as many skills 
as possible to have utility and then put that utility to the test. And so really recognizing once you realize that you can do anything you set your mind to, how you spend your time becomes a spiritual consideration. And so when that switch flipped in my mind and I realized that I was capable of all of this stuff, that I wasn't stupid, or at least I didn't have to be stupid forever, um, that I could learn, I could expand my intelligence, I could expand my ability to execute, then it, it became a question of, okay, well, what are you going to execute against? Like, what are you trying to bring to the world? And wanting to put that at the core of my life is really about answering the question, how far can I take myself? And that to me is the meaning of life. Like the very meaning of life to me is that concept of skill acquisition and seeing how much of your potential you can actuate. Um, I think so many people are satisfied merely to have potential instead of actually do something with it. So I hold myself to a standard of execution and that's the metric by which I judge success. It's come up quite a bit how part of wellness and part of feeling that force inside of us is just feeling curious and allowing ourselves to explore. What do you feel that that looks like for you in your life? To me, being excitable is really, really important and learning to cultivate that in yourself, learning to um, take what might otherwise be sort of a whist of enjoyment and really like fanning those flames and letting that excitement like really become um, real enthusiasm. And so in the beginning, I, you know, when I was young, I hated reading. I wasn't very interested in school. Um, I didn't, you know, work hard until I got to college. And it, it really was learning to cultivate that excitement from, you know, a small nugget and, and in doing that, in letting an idea capture your attention and really focusing on it and going deep and asking how is this usable and then putting it to use in your life and taking those steps to act on the things that you learn. And then when you do that the first time and you realize, whoa, I read that concept here and now it's actually played out in my life, you get a sense of this self-reinforcing cycle. And so I've really poured a lot of energy into getting excited about the ideas that I encounter, which only further feeds my desire to be inquisitive, to ask the next question, to push a little bit farther, to get a more usable answer. And when you know that you're going to put this stuff to use, you find yourself pushing, pushing, pushing until you actually understand it. And I find so many people are afraid of looking stupid that the, they never ask the question they need to make the information usable. So there's never that reinforcing cycle. So they never get enthusiastic about learning because it doesn't go anywhere. Yes. Um, but feeding that usability has fed my inquisitiveness. It's easy for us on a show in a safe environment or for people that might be achieving a lot. They're at that state of achieving already. But for the people that haven't achieved and they're in the process of achieving, what do you tell those people when those voices come up? Like when they're looking at it as a chasm instead of one brick at a time, is there a place they can go to as far as daily habits to reinforce that? There are definitely. But the place that I always tell people to go is the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. If people haven't read that book, like A, they're in for a treat because it's just so massively powerful. Yeah. Um, but B, it's such a great place to turn to for the step-by-step instructions for how to actually change your mindset, um, to go from a fixed mindset where you believe your talents and intelligence are fixed and they're never going to change. You got them at birth. It is what it is to realizing that even intelligence, even IQ is something that's malleable that you can change. You can improve over time. And once you believe that, like the world gets a lot less emotionally terrifying because what used to really freak me out was being in a situation where I was going to have to come face to face with the fact that I wasn't as smart as other people because it really stings, right? It sucks to think that you're not good. I feel like that all the time as well, but I'm no longer hurt emotionally by it because I know if I choose to apply my energy to that, then I can get just as good as they are. 
It's when you don't believe it's possible that now it's just a confirmation of your inadequacy. When it's just a confirmation of I haven't applied energy to that, then you can say, yeah, I haven't applied energy to that. So now if I want to, like if that's important enough, then I'll apply my energies to that. I can grow and develop in that area Mm -hmm. and get that good. But I just have to ask and answer the question, is it important enough? How do we know when we go through life? Is there a pole position or an internal compass we can trust in? to know when to lead with vulnerability or to know when to time it correctly? I think that's a question that comes up a lot because we see a lot of content creators putting out vulnerability, vulnerability, and it's almost too much vulnerability. <laughs> so how, you know what I mean? They're just like so spiritual sure. and so open. How do yeah. we, how do we do that? What's your compass that you use to know when to be vulnerable and to know when to just sit idly and, and wait for the right time? Um, that's a, so a, I've honed my instinct for that, but most of the time I'm, I'm going on well-developed instinct. And I think people think instincts come from birth and they don't. So instincts come from training yourself. So it comes from, hey, I just overshared and I'm going to learn something from that. <laughs> so I'm not going to overshare like that next time. Yeah. Or, hey, this time I really tried to present myself as having it all together. And like I can see that the person isn't resonating with me and I'm going to remember that as well. So, you know, I mean, this is, look, I'm, I'm, I've been at this game for a long time and I've just learned over years of making ruthlessly embarrassing mistakes, but not letting the mistakes cripple me and always asking, okay, what can I learn from this? Like, where did I go wrong? And I think that's the one thing everybody needs to get really, really good at is you have to be willing to stare nakedly at your inadequacies. And if you're trying to protect yourself from seeing what you're bad at, you're never going to get better. And that comes down to what you're building your self-esteem around. But because I don't value myself for being right, I don't value myself for being smart, I got rid of all that. So for a very, very long time now, I've without, in fact, not only am I not damaging my self-esteem by staring at the things that I'm really, really bad at, I'm improving my self-esteem because I value myself for my willingness to do that. So I'm always looking at why something failed, why it didn't work. And quite frankly, putting myself out there and, you know, not worrying about looking stupid, just truly, truly worrying about learning and getting better. And like anything, you do that enough, you begin to have instinct. So now I just have a a gut feel for, um, you know, when to really let my guard down and let somebody in. And a lot of that's predicated on what I think will deliver the most value. Thanks for listening to the show. If you're ready to take inspired action from this week's Wellness Force Friday podcast, let me hear your voice. Tap your show artwork, click the link in purple that says review this podcast, write down your thoughts about this episode and what you're committed to creating this weekend and into the next. Don't let this conversation stop here. In your same show artwork, tap on the link that says join the Facebook group for added accountability and connection to support the physical and emotional wellness for the collective and ourselves. Okay, now you get to go out into your world and create impact for the people you care about. So until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.